1: Hey guys, welcome back to another awesome episode of Castle here on AfterBuzz TV. We're on season seven, episode sixteen, the wrong stuff. And as you can see from our awesome theme music, that it was perfect <laughs> for this episode. And as you can see, Heather is not next to me today, but the beautiful
2: J Taylor Hi, hi everybody. This is my first night on the Castle AfterBuzz show. Yay. I'm so glad to join you. Um who's our awesome guest? Thanks for having me. What? Oh my gosh, <laughs> who is this sitting right next to me? This is Luke Reikley, and he is the costume designer from the show castle. Yay! Yay!
1: And we're so happy to have you here. Where can we follow everybody before I get into some more of our awesome stuff? JJ, please go first.
2: Thank you. Um I am on Twitter and Instagram at J2Snyder.
3: And I'm on Twitter and Instagram at at red carpet, Luke,
1: and you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at a torres eight nine zero. Now, before we get into the episode, I definitely have to talk about this new TV show for ABC that's coming out called American Crime. It's going to premiere Thursday, March fifth, ten nine central. And after you've watched. Don't forget to check out the film critic and radio personality, Elvis Mitchell. Uh, He's going to be doing American Crime podcast on podcastone.com. So each week, the podcast will feature a candid conversation with the show creator and executive producer, John Ridley. He's the Oscar-winning screenwriter for the movie 12 Years a Slave. So look it up, podcastone.com slash American Crime. And while you're there, you can check out more AfterBuzz TV shows from us. And I think it's going to be super awesome. I I can't wait for it. Thursday gonna, night. Yeah, I'm definitely going to check it out. It's On my calendar now. Yeah, for sure. Because I think it's going to be great, and I think it's going to be awesome. But you know what also was awesome? This what episode. This episode. Wow. This I, episode was
3: so much more Yeah, which I
1: for some reason I thought that you would like know everything, but it was cool to see you watching it with us like for the first time.
3: Well, you know, I see. I of course see all the dailies. So yes, I see of all course. All the daily film but you know our editors are so awesome and the actors give the director so many choices of things that to see it all put together and the story being told in a in a fluid way it's it's like it's new for me to see so
2: i love that he mentioned that while we were screening the episode that i said what's it like for you to watch this you know are you just looking at the wardrobe or the choices you made But you said no,
3: right? No, it's really a matter of, for me, of trying to look at the story. And I enjoy being entertained by television and films. And uh, I love watching our cast. I really love the way they interact. Nathan's hysterical. And and Stan is so fabulous and wonderful. The dress and everybody's, you know, we have such a great cast. I'm really fortunate to be working with a cast of this nature because Everyone's very even-tempered, and and it's a joy to be there. Do you believe that, Alexa?
1: I do. I mean, (laughs) I don't know how anybody else feels, but I would give my left arm to hang out with Nathan Fillion all day.
3: Oh, my
2: gosh. I love him. No, if
3: it were different, I would just change the subject. (laughs)
1: I mean, <laughs> that's right. Yeah. If but we I, ask
2: you, who yeah. is
3: difficult on the show? Ooh, How you, about those Mets?
1: Uh, oh, what? <laughs> oh, well, anyway. But I definitely want to get into this because it was definitely more of a fan thing for me because I'm a huge sci-fi buff. And, oh, you are? Yeah, and I've, that's why I also love Nathan Fillion is because of the fact that I was a huge Firefly fan. So even mm-hmm. though he's not, you know, the captain and he's not wearing his uh, brown coat, I definitely loved him in his cute little spacesuit, which I'm hoping to talk about later. Absolutely. And, uh, and do some... Some pretty awesome stuff, but sadly enough, we always have to end, we have to start off with a murder, which was Tom Richwood. And for some odd reason, when it started out, I definitely thought they were on Mars. I didn't know it was a simulation. I don't mm-hmm. know if you guys got off of that. I mean, you were on set, so I mean, how was how was seeing it? Was it like breathtaking, or was it just kind of like, oh, this is well, interesting? Well,
3: really, that's a tribute to our special effects department and our and our art department. The mm. our set designer, Alfred Seller, does such an amazing job of creating all of these environments. And that's one of the fabulous things about designing for Castle is that we go into all of these different. Uh, world Mm -hmm. you know and so it's been a real challenge but also a real joy to have this much costuming kind of work to do on a contemporary show and we came back from christmas and i realized that in seven days i was going to be doing space suits so i had to get busy
1: yeah i was gonna say i'm (laughs) like it must be interesting to to go from like their normal day where it's just you know Kate, you know, rocking those awesome boots with their, with her heels. (laughs) And then now it's like her kind of strutting around space, even though it's not really space. So I always find that very interesting. Like when you read the script, you're just like, oh. This is going to be interesting, and then just kind of jump in it, or yeah,
3: pretty much. Well, we get this, some some things like this, mm-hmm. like spacesuits, or like in, when we did steampunk or zombies, yeah. or how about the uh, western episode? The western episode yeah. this year.
1: That's what I wanted yeah. to ask. I was like, was mm-hmm. it really fun? Just it was amazing. Yeah, it was
3: amazing. And Andrew Marlowe will give us a good amount of notice on something like that when he knows it's going to be coming down the pike, so we have time to start pulling it together and conceiving it a little earlier. Because typically, we get a script and then we have a concept meeting about seven days before the episode starts to shoot. And so within that amount of time, we have to conceive it, design it, put it together, get it on the actors, and get it in front of the camera. What?
2: Wow. (laughs) Yeah. And, you know, I was wondering, for any given episode, how many people are you designing for? Well, we have
3: nine, 10, 11, 12, nine uh, regular Mm -hmm. uh, players. And then there are anywhere from 10 to 20 guest stars. And then after that, there are all the background players. Mm-hmm. So, and they all have to be, we all dress, everyone you see in front of a camera gets dressed
2: by You us. take care of everybody. Yes. That's a lot of people. That's, a, that's lot of, a lot of people. Yeah, I was going to say, I was
1: like, that's a lot of people. I can't even keep track of getting my brothers dressed for school. Like, <laughs> <laughs> i are able to do that. Um But since you guys, if you guys are tuning in live, make sure you tweet to JJ and myself and also, you know, to everybody here with the hashtag ABTVCastle so that you can ask him questions about... Anything that you guys want to talk about because I know that a lot of people were talking about we always talk about Kate Heels. That's like the one thing we always talk about. Hey, I got
2: I got a question. Yeah, already on yeah. Twitter. Um this is from Castle Kitten 47. I love your username. Do you think she's a fan? No. No, oh, she just loves know. castles. Okay, this is for Luke. Um she wants to know is it different designing for TV shows than film? Because we didn't mention yet to everybody out there, but Luke has designed for films and television and even
3: Broadway. I was an assistant on Broadway. That's when I was just starting out. Very so good. I, I got to, you know, make tiny little things that that went on people's heads. But uh, it is very thank you uh, Castle Kitten Forty Seven for your question because it is very different designing for television than it is for film. And I started my career doing film and. I had to change my methods when I switched to television, when I began doing television. Film, you have longer lead times on your prep. You have um, often more time with the cast than you do with television, although that's changing because lead times are getting shorter and shorter. The real difference is that in film, I like to be on the set whenever a new costume is being established which means it's being put in front of camera for the first time oh. just to make sure there are any questions or changes or last minute there's no time for that on television when mm-hmm. you're shooting six seven twelve pages a day and yeah. you have to keep to a schedule so i uh, go to a great effort to get all of the costumes approved beforehand and fortunately, my producers and creator, Andrew Marlowe, and our showrunner, David Allman, really trust me. And uh, I've been working with David since Without a Trace. I designed Without a Trace for wow. seven years. So um, it's a great kind of family effort.
1: Which is awesome. And I not to like bring any other type of shade or anything, but I was, I was curious if there was ever an episode that... It wasn't difficult, but that it was so chaotic. All right, who's difficult? No, I didn't say who's (laughs) difficult. I was just wondering which episode, costume-wise, was just like, like fanatic and crazy. You know.
3: Well, I'll tell you the the first my first episode was uh, we created a vintage burlesque club.
1: (gasps) I think I remember that
3: episode. I remember that first episode of season three. And I thought, oh, okay, I'll show yeah. them what I can do. We're going to do a vintage, burla- vintage burlesque club. Hello. We're going to do, <laughs> we're going to do Sally Rand, and we're going to do yeah. Lily Saint Cyr. We're going to do Gypsy Rose only by Cirque du Soleil. Oh my god! And the hair and makeup department really pulled it out. I got to tell you for that episode wow. and. Uh, and Rob Bowman, who's, who's one of our producers and our, our main director, mm-hmm. uh, was directing that episode and he said, you know, look, this was fantastic. We're also happy you're on the show, but you know, I just gotta say it. What do you got for me now? <laughs>
2: oh. So two, three episodes
3: later, we'll be doing steampunk where everybody was dressed <laughs> yeah, I and, that. and, uh, we designed quite a lot of clothes for that episode and, It keeps going. It just keeps going. So then we'll get a couple of very basic contemporary episodes, Mm -hmm. and then they'll hit me with something bigger.
1: Are you always excited when you get to do
2: the bigger?
3: Oh sure, yeah, sure. You know, it's always a lot more work, but you know, what do I care?
2: Speaking of being excited too about this episode, um, you mentioned while we were screening tonight that some of the cast was especially excited to be on Mars. Could you talk (laughs) about that? Please. Well,
3: I think that that uh, John Wartos was got into the spacesuits, and I don't think everybody took him off. <laughs> <laughs> know, they the weren't easy way. to wear. These kind of things are not easy to wear. Now, the difference between a Mars spacesuit and a moon spacesuit is that on Mars, there's atmosphere. Right. And on the moon, there's not. So mm-hmm. that's why on the, when you see, uh, when they're in space or on the moon, you see the suits that are very inflated looking, mm-hmm. right? And... On Mars, since there's an atmosphere, you don't have to have that element. You do have to have them have the ability to breathe. I knew this. Oxygen. I knew this. Right? You knew
2: that. Yeah. I did it. Yeah.
1: I, I was noticing it because <laughs> that's what I wanted to bring up, but you brought it up already. Was that I noticed that these spacesuits weren't as I, I don't want to use the term fluffy, but it felt like they were they were pretty not skin tight, but they weren't as inflated mm, as what they're you not said. inflated. And and guys, I was wondering about
2: that. Speaking of these spacesuits, we have a couple of cool pictures that please continue. But maybe we can pull up. Yes, please. Um, we have a sketch that Luke brought of mm-hmm. the his original idea for correct?
1: Our, our iTunes listeners, if you uh, go to uh mm. Afterbuzz TV on YouTube or afterbuzz TV.com, you can see these sketches and, and everything like that because they're pretty freaking awesome. So you guys Well this see was them. the
3: first sketch I did of the suit mm-hmm. when I knew that they didn't have to have big puffy atmospheric suits. Yeah. And really from there, our lead time was very short. Right. Our lead time was very short. So we worked with a company called Global Effects Which is uh, an effects house that builds spacesuits as well as armor. They do a great deal of work with kind of medieval times and any kind of show that does medieval armor. Mm -hmm. And it's all of the same principle, which is cast it, sculpt it, make it. That's cool. and Quick. Quick, really quick. I mean, you know, you gotta. Really quick. (laughs) That's
2: Hollywood, Um, baby. Right?
3: (laughs) So we used elements of things that were already made Mm -hmm. and put them together. And then the suits themselves... Uh, we used an existing pattern is and then trimmed you it up. In the photo, is this me? Oh, that is in me. In the suit, yeah, somebody <laughs> had to try it on. And since I'm kind of Nathan's height, I would I figure have told oh, never I would... I'm so
1: short. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding.
3: <laughs> so that's what that was me. Yeah, that's me that's so having cool. a claustrophobia attack in the suit because oh, everything yeah. was fine until I had to put the helmet. On oh it.
1: my gosh!
3: And. You know, it looks like it looks like a motorcycle helmet would be. There's no. Do you want to? Do you want yes, to yes, touch yes, it? Yes, be yes, careful. Yes, yes. Wow. Um, oh but this, you know what? Not much more trouble than a motorcycle helmet, right? But when you put it on, you put the visor down. It's like I'm inside a helmet and I can't breathe. Oh my yeah,
2: god! Imagine. Please. This is this was really used in the episode. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I was gonna say. It's that's actually Nathan's. still got a name tag inside. It says one. eyes. <laughs> <guys. laughs> Guys, number one, I'm touching it. out right now.
3: Nathan, Philly, and DNA inside that helmet. Wow,
2: All right, cool. so I can take that home. Right? Uh, yeah, I'm going to put it on. <laughs> if
3: you can leave me a deposit of $20,000, you can take it oh, home. Oh, yeah, no thanks. <laughs> right. I can Hello. just say I touched
1: it.
3: You know, it really does amazing things for your hair. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> I'm, I have a really odd shaped head, so I'm not even gonna try. <laughs> wow.
3: Well, we had How to did... put ringing the face are lights. We had to put lights inside so you could actually see some. I was going to ask
1: about that, and then yeah. we had
3: to make it plug into their backpack, and we also had yeah, to rig I'm it yeah, for okay. sound. This is the port. Can you turn turn yeah. a little more? This is the port for the air <laughs> because you have to have air circulating in the helmets. Yeah, so one so yeah. the actor can you know breathe mm-hmm. and. <laughs> Two, because if you don't, the faceplate will fog up.
2: I oh. going to ask about that. As yeah. as did that there, happen to you guys? Was there problems
1: with, uh, with them having... We,
3: a- we worked it out. And we did a lot of experimenting with, with the prop department, which uh, right, we, we co-branded no, with this.
2: Uh-huh.
3: And the electrical and camera department worked with us on the lights. And uh, oh the sound department, who worked with us on rigging it for sound.
2: Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah, so it's you great. had the whole crew coming but together. But then you on have this. also
3: you have a, a neck funnel that goes into it. Everything's sealed up, and sometimes when you get it all sealed up and on, it can be a little daunting.
1: I'm pretty much just going to do the show with this helmet. On. Without, yeah, that one. <laughs> It's really <laughs> I'm good. Just kidding. Um, you are the commander. commander. Are you getting
3: a lot of glare, top glare from the visor? Yeah, it's okay of it doesn't matter.
1: Yeah, but I mean, it's. I think it's. I think it's still pretty cool, and I. I love the designs and I felt like it was very um I don't know how to say it because it reminded me of um 2001 Space Odyssey a little bit with the suits I don't know if that was just me that was getting that but that's (laughs) what I that's what
2: I was getting from it and I thought it was awesome you know (laughs) what's so hilarious was how Nathan was walking in his suit I think it was great uh, we were dying oh my dying? did you did you try them on the actors then uh, you know, in the dressing room, obviously. Yes, we put and, and everybody in like? the
3: suits in the dressing room. We had a couple of samples for size. Mm-hmm. And so we got everybody in them so they knew in advance what it was going to be like. Cause you know, you kind of have to get prepared to wear these things. But I got to tell you, they were all troopers. They just got into it every day. I've actually never heard such little complaining from a group of actors in my career awesome. as, as this group. Wow. Especially with something wow. like the spacesuits. And, uh, you know, we, we're always shooting out of season. So we're shooting winter in the middle of, you know, mm-hmm. summer in, in Burbank and Los Angeles and downtown. And so they're wearing wool and it's, you know, fiercely hot outside. Yeah. And,
1: I was well, Yeah, I was going to ask about that. I was uh, If they weren't uncomfortable because I can imagine that the suits probably get pretty hot and it probably gets really steamy and stinky in there, I'm going to assume. You have
3: to, when you wear things like that, because I put them on too, I put them on to know what the actor is going to experience yeah. so I can kind of prepare myself and adjust mm-hmm. them for for them. And you have to go into kind of a zen state to put some of these things on.
1: And these guys are professional, so I, f- I feel like they probably got through it, you know, with ease. But, I mean, you know. Being in, I guess more cause I, I've had to do theater and we've had to wear weird stuff. So I'm always just like, ugh, you know, <laughs> so I totally get it, but I do want to get into this episode before we ask more questions. Yes. I definitely want to pick your brain on a few things. Let's do it. But obviously this is the best case ever, according to Castle, mm-hmm. especially since we're mm-hmm. super excited <laughs> for this episode. Well, not this episode, but for this case, which was like we said, Tom Richwood, I'm looking at my notes here, um, was a pilot. And he was murdered on, on the, um, atmosphere of Mars for, uh, the Mars mission.
2: A simulation.
1: Yes. And mm-hmm. we had, we had several different types of suspects this time. It was kind mm-hmm. of, it wasn't a lot like the other past, uh, episodes, but this was definitely hard to keep up with. We had, uh, Commander Kim, we had Angela, and we had Rashan, Um, and I think it was, uh, there was one more. Oh, uh, Mikhail. So all of these guys are going through the simulation for Mars so that they will be ready for their mission. And uh, we find out that uh, the security system was hacked two days ago. And we find out from Clint Granger, who was a hothead. Hothead pilot. Did you think Clint Granger was the one that did it since they described him as, you know, this guy who probably wanted to, you know, uh, infiltrate the mission and not go because he was so upset about being
2: kicked off? Well, it was pretty early on yeah. to bring on the guy who did it. Although, clearly, he was very suspicious mm-hmm. because he was someone who wanted to be on the mission. Yeah. And he uh, wasn't able to. So I figured he would be tied into it mm-hmm. somehow. Um, did we also uh, mention. Um, oh, uh, Vigo? 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 Jansen? Yes. Jansen, yes. Um, the scientist. For right? some odd
1: reason, I didn't have any um, suspicion about him for some odd reason. Mm. Usually, I suspect everybody. But he's, I can't help <laughs> huh. it. It's just it's how Castle works. Because I've noticed, especially a lot of the fans, when, when I tweet with them and things like that, we always notice that the character who doesn't talk a lot but is introduced in the beginning always does it. That's just how that works. Ooh. So at least from what I've got from since season one to now, that it's always been they introduce everybody. Mm-hmm. The, the person that they did not talk to the most is always the one that did it.
2: You're noticing a pattern.
1: And it's been, I've been spot on every single time. So okay. that's the only reason. I don't Although know
2: you didn't different. call this one. I didn't. Right? Yeah. Okay. I had a
1: hard time with this one.
2: So well, keep this us-
3: one, everybody, including mm-hmm. the computer, was a suspect. <gasps> exactly.
1: Yes. So I give my, I can't, I can't Mira. say I've messed it up yet because there's too many people to count. But
2: can we you. talk about the computer? Yes, that of Mira, course. That Mira. was cool.
1: Yeah, I liked that, that whole, mm-hmm. that whole it, again, it brings up the whole uh, sci-fi reference, which we were bringing up about the whole HAL mm-hmm. thing, and 2001 Space Odyssey, we even brought up about Alien at one point, which they kind of teased in the, the ventilation systems, mm-hmm. which you can clearly see that it was a, um, what was it, a... Um, kind of mask was it why am i forgetting it right now gas mask yeah Yeah. but i love how they did it because they made like they were moving like the the tubing for the oxygen they were moving it around like a rat tail and i was like what are you who runs like that but that was that's just me being nitpicky but we also brought up uh another thing which i really really liked was uh ryan was a little was a little uh uh sassy this episode Uh with uh his
2: mother-in-law oh the mother-in-law bit yes
1: I love that. I love yeah, the writers on the show. And that was mm-hmm. one of those things where I've never seen. Ryan's usually really sweet and kind of spontaneous. And then all of a sudden, you know, a, what was it? A lifeless orb was what he called Yes, his mother-in-law. Call, I, was like, mother-in-law. I he
3: called lifeless orb. Yeah. But in, and just in those few uh, sentences, a couple of sentences, you've learned an enormous amount about Ryan's personal life.
1: Yeah, which is crazy because we don't really know much, which I've talked about on this show and I've talked with fans that I really want to know more about Ryan and Esposito's life. I mean, we know that Esposito is were dating they broke up and then we kind of just faded that out and then now with Ryan we know that he had a baby and you know him and Jenny are apparently not doing very well.
2: Well no you know I, I'm going to chime in about this um, because I'm married also hmm. and to me I thought oh this is so realistic and it's not that he maybe doesn't have love for his mother in law and you know please anyone who's <laughs> been married for a while out there chime in It's uh, it's just very realistic no, that course. if you've been married for a few years you know the you know perfection wears off a little bit, mm-hmm. and the mother-in-law might start to grind on you, so yeah. I
1: thought I thought, yes, that's excellent, yeah, and he does have a new one well, not newborn, but he does have a baby in his life now, so it's I, i'm I'm assuming there's high stress at home and then he has a high stress not getting job. sleep yeah. yeah, so I totally understand. I just felt like he was so he was so snappy. <laughs> Episode and I'm not used to Ryan being snappy, but well, I well, he didn't
3: like think he could he could get in the spacesuit and leave his three piece suit on, so that's what he was. Yeah,
1: and he was looking oh. mighty fine, so
3: yeah. I'm glad that he didn't change. Ooh! <laughs> by the way, we make it. we make all of his suits.
1: I was going to ask about we that. make all of you his suits do. and
3: we make actually I make all of Nathan's clothes except for his jeans. His jeans are by AG, but we make all of his coats, his shirts, Ooh. his jackets, and some of his shoes.
2: Really, yeah.
1: I yeah. like. I like that a lot. I did not know that. So, so the more you all know, those guys-
2: suits are are custom tailored. Mm-hmm. Whoa! Right. Does he ever get to keep any of those?
3: <laughs> I, you know, nobody really wants to keep the clothes you've been wearing day in, day out yeah, for makes sense. and mm-hmm. sweating in on yeah. camera with all the lights. Uh, plus on TV, we just we beat clothes to death. You know they're they're worn so mm-hmm. much, they're worn and dry cleaned about mm-hmm. ten times as much as oh, we wear and dry clean clothes. And
2: all the makeup gets on them. Yeah,
3: the hairspray. But I know, like
1: I know, mm-hmm. I've heard on so- certain TV shows that sometimes they like to keep some of the clothes or shirts or things like that. So I was always absolutely curious. Yeah. yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. ABC
3: is a little different, okay. and and one of the reasons for that is ABC has a very large rental facility where they rent costumes out to other productions and to ABC productions. And uh, so all of the clothes after the season is done or when we're done with them and I know that I can release them safely, uh, go to that facility. And it ends up being a great Ooh. deal for us because we can go in wow. and, and as an ABC show, we can go in and pull clothes and rent them very inexpensively. <gasps> and it nice. really helps us keep our budgets under control. It's like a costume graveyard.
1: I think that's really cool. I mean, it makes sense, <laughs> you know, and it's, it's better than just kind of like I, I feel like. You guys don't really toss out anything, so that's kind of nice to.
3: Uh, no, to and I'm a remember. hoarder.
2: Yeah. Ah. No. I mean, I feel like I would do the same thing. <laughs> Big reveal.
3: Yeah. I'm a costume hoarder. I
2: hey, like it. And speaking of dressing um, the cast and, and custom tailoring their mm. clothes, um, we have a photo, Marissa, that would be so great to show, I think, of you and Stana right now. Yeah. Oh, my. I love this photo. This, is this from- photo
3: was taken on uh, my web series "Secrets of the Red Carpet: Style from the Inside Out," which you can see if you go to my website, secretsoftheredcarpet.com. Check it and, out. Uh, Click on the video link. Mm-hmm. Then you'll be taken to the YouTube page, and there you can see the episodes there. And Stana was a great interview. She came on our our third show, I think, and uh, we had a, a fabulous time. I think and we it could... crashed. It crashed the it crashed the server. <gasps> really? Wow. Well, crashed, yeah. Totally a, crashed the server. Yeah, there's a lot of they fans were not that prepared her, right? for there, how many people were coming on.
2: There's just a lot of love for her. I'm sure yeah. there are a lot of questions that we would love to ask you about Stana. Um, You know, and dressing her, I, I would love to know what does she come to the set in? What does she wear in real life, casually?
3: You know, I'll tell you, Astana and I have a deal. I don't talk about her clothes. Her real life clothes.
2: Oh, oh, I like that. Okay. I actually know, like a that It's a way
3: that I can I can participate in protecting her privacy.
2: Yeah, that's nice.
3: No,
1: yeah. I like that. I mean, no. it, and also I don't, you know, not personally me, but I feel like it's kind of nice to know that when she comes on set, she is. Kate Beckett So I don't yeah. want to think about her coming in in like some giant like eighty, you know, ACDC shirt and like matted up <laughs> jeans or something like that with like a ponytail. Like I can't, I can't see her doing that. I see her in her giant boots,
2: she long coat,
1: hair curled. So to much perfection. like her
2: character in yeah. real life.
1: Yeah, I mean, even I know, when she's on the red carpet, I'm like, oh hey, you know, Kate Beckett's looking pretty clean. Wait, no, that's not, that's not <laughs> Kate. I know. Yeah, you know.
2: So okay, so you can't tell us about what she comes to the set in. I totally respect that. When she goes to, um, like, she was on Jimmy Kimmel Mm -hmm. last week, um, which was really fun. I'm sure a lot of you guys saw it. Um, Do you ever help dress her for those? No, actually, she has
3: a stylist who works with her for her public appearances.
2: I did not know that. I definitely thought other stylist, like
1: specifically for her. So, (laughs) wow,
3: because that's a whole other gig. You know, yeah, Yeah. that's a whole very specific kind of of styling and designing. So uh,
2: you know, the more I learn about big shows like this you know, Mm -hmm. the show Castle, Mm -hmm. the more I'm amazed. And I've been on the set of Castle, which was Yeah, you
3: were on our show. You were on our show last season, weren't you?
2: Yes. I actually played a news reporter twice in season six. That's why I recognized you. And that's where I first met Luke. And then I was working as a correspondent for A B C and I I came on set and did stories. And so I got to meet the cast, which made me fall in love with the show in a way. That I never had before. and I, no. Now I'm just so connected where, where is, to where the is, show. Where's
1: my invitation?
2: I know, I know. Like Next to, time, like you and me, out. set visit. Yes. So, but my point, my point with that, what was my
1: point? I, don't know, I got ah, distracted. Ah, I was ah. like, I just got an invitation yeah. to go on set. Just, no. I'm going my, back in my, my
2: mind trying to remember. Honestly, my point with that was there, there is such, we were talking about how Stana has a different dresser. On the, when she does public is yes. appearances, right? Um, and your costume design on the show—the amount of people behind the scenes on this show is incredible. Mm-hmm. The crew, the expertise, everyone from the writers um, to the special effects. Tell me mm-hmm. how many people are on the call sheet, roughly?
3: On a say, it's a day when we're in the precinct. I mean, let's talk about crew, not actors, okay. because the the number of background will fluctuate. And uh, there are anywhere from 80 to 90 people on oh, a... Wow. You know, it costs... I think I figured it out. It costs about $100 a minute to shoot. Oh, my word. So that's why I want to make sure that nobody's waiting, you know, holding yeah. camera for the costumes.
1: Yeah, of course. As
3: really? money is leaking out your ears.
1: Wow. That is crazy yeah. to think about.
3: But it's, it's really amazing to me that so many people... Um, can mesh so well, mm-hmm. coming from mm-hmm. different departments, and and especially when you start a new show, and you're really dependent on every other person's professional behavior and skills and expertise, and it's a big trust you know ball that you have to give over in order to to collaborate on these kind of things, because it is not just one department doing it; it's a collaboration.
1: Yeah, I feel like from. How the show rolls and how I've seen a few of the behind the scenes in the interviews. I feel like the castle crew is just a really well-oiled machine yeah. when it comes to their show period. So I think I've always liked that about that's why it's one of my favorite shows. Because I feel like the heart is really, from the crew members, is really put mm. into the show yeah. and you can see it. So And I, there is no
3: it. weak link on this crew. Mm-hmm. I, can, I can't None. imagine. Because no. they
2: get weeded out, right? I mean, these are pros. Yeah. yeah. So... That how it works. What um what departments do you interact with the most?
3: Well, the most probably the writing department. Mm -hmm. Yeah, of course. You know, and uh, because we get our marching orders from the script, Uh, we interact a lot with uh, the prop department because Mm -hmm. the actors are carrying things that sometimes are part of their outfits. Or, you know, it's there's a saying that goes, "If it drops, it's props." Ha! that means if, a purse, awesome. is, if uh. a purse is sitting by itself on a counter it's a prop if someone yeah. is carrying it it's a costume if somebody's wearing it it's a costume if it's mentioned in the script in a particular way if a piece of costume is mentioned in the script as a piece of evidence or something happens to it often that will be considered a prop but we have mm. a lot of back and forth between rob Keiker, our prop property master mm-hmm. and our department because it's everything's visual and very close to the actor and close to the body we also interact quite a deal quite a bit with our art department okay. because we have to make sure that the actors are not wearing the same color as the set so they don't like floating <laughs> oh, yeah, head walking through the set <laughs> or that it's not going to clash too much with yeah. something that's going on but also i i spend a lot of time on the set watching the development of of the sets themselves mm-hmm. so that I can see also what the condition of the set is. For instance, we had a Chinese restaurant yeah. recently. Mm-hmm. Right. And I went there every day to see what they were doing to know what kind of how down they were gonna take it. So that I could mm. determine what level of costume the waiters needed to wear and the hostess I needed see. to wear.
2: Okay. So it's like something that's living and breathing and changing throughout the week as you shoot yep. interesting
1: yeah. I mean I, I I never really thought of it that way that you literally have to take every single other type of aspect before you even start I feel you know um but I just find it super fascinating because I feel like everybody on castle like costume wise prop wise is always just on point right. hence why I said you know wall willed machine because I every time I see it I'm just like, oh God.
2: They look so good. (laughs) Hey, and speaking of props, um, something that we jumped out at us that we loved tonight was this whole thing with the screwdriver.
1: Yeah. The, the opening title was they changed it, which was fantastic, which I didn't even know they were going to do, which is where when Castle usually with the, the pen, they usually, they had the screwdriver this time. And I was just like, this is amazing. So yeah. I wonder how many
2: people noticed that.
1: I bet you, I bet you a lot of people noticed Castle fans Mm -hmm. are so like, we have amazing oriented, fans. Yes. We have
3: amazing, amazing fans. Yes, they
1: do. And I think they're awesome. And they love this show, too. So mm-hmm. I'm super happy that you are here to talk to them because they're going to flip out when they learn all of this stuff. <laughs> so please tune in. And if you haven't tuned in, if you're listening through iTunes, you need to watch the video because this is awesome. Um, but let's get back into the story so that we can finish it up because I want to ask you more questions. Okay. But so obviously we find out that um, there is another company that's kind of after them. Which was Newton Endeavors, which there was a little little guest that <gasps> Luke pointed out that I didn't catch. I don't uh, know if you guys caught it, but I wanted Ian to know if you guys did or not.
2: Rasher aka Maxwell Caulfield. That's
3: yeah. So cool Making through. a guest
2: appearance. Right.
1: Which he is looking good. Looking good.
3: So my Twitter follow for my Twitter followers, anybody wants to follow me on Twitter to see this picture, I did tweet a picture of Maxwell. From the early nineteen eighties, mm-hmm. um, right before he hit, right before he hit big, uh, when he and I and he were, hit big in what? Well, there was Grease too, but there was something before that. Yeah, Grease
2: yeah. I was too. gonna say, I was like, is it Greece too? too. That's that was his I remember big, yeah. Big yeah. Hit. that was his yeah, big hit. yeah.
3: But when I met him, we were both cater waiters.
2: What? <laughs> no way. Yes, way. No way.
3: And I was had, came like, into an... the fitting room and I said Maxwell, you know, what? did you ever work? For caterers in New York, before you, goes, yeah. I said, "Did you work for Donald Bruce White?" And he said, "He just looked at me, and we had this whole like fifteen minute sidebar about being cater waiters in New York."
2: You guys were both breaking into the industry, and that was your your day right. job, your money job. Right. I
1: have no
3: cool. words.
2: Cool.
1: No words right now. <laughs> oh I am gosh. so
2: taken aback. Is ridiculous. That is so cool. How did you remember him from that time?
3: You can't forget him.
2: I was going to say. I mean, you, know, you remember.
3: You pretty much remember. You see him once, and you remember. Because okay. I mean, Maxwell became very well known, mm-hmm. and uh, so there was always something.
1: The more you know, guys. Neat. Holy smokes! <laughs> um, but yes, yeah, so he's running Newton Endeavors. He was actually using a few of um, the the crew to spy, so that he can take over and kind of you know take. Uh, and that's what they use Mira for, mm-hmm. which is what we found out and. Mira did a very typical thing that we were all expecting, or maybe Mm -hmm. just me in general, that, you know, she's very like, oh, he was a threat, and we had to take care of it. And I'm like, ah, (laughs) I knew it. And so she thought Tom was a threat, and, of course, she wouldn't reveal who told her that Tom (sighs) was a threat. And then all of a sudden, he's like, I'm going to override. Nope. Nope. You are... I'm going to kill you now. <laughs> so and that was...
3: the gas is oh,
1: Yeah, that was crazy. I was... I mean, obviously, I knew they weren't going to die, but I didn't know how long it was going to be before they got rescued. I know.
2: Lexa said to me, <laughs> she was sitting next to me, well, they're not going to die.
1: Well, <laughs> If they kill Kate, I'm I'm <laughs> done with the show. Exactly, like, right. you can't do that to me. They can't take away. I just got Castle and Kate together. I'm not losing them exactly. anyway.
2: But anyone watching with claustrophobia had to leave the room at that point. That was yeah.
1: yeah. No, I had then, I had some people tweeting me. They were like, nope, nope, Honey Bunches, a nope, nope.
3: <laughs> and I love Nathan that. delivers the you know send up line from 2001, <laughs> which is open the pod bay doors.
1: <laughs> I hope people caught that. There was a lot of. Awesome lines and references to all the old sci-fi movies, and I loved every minute of it. Um, but we find out that they're not on Mars, so Kate pulls out her trusty cell phone and is just like, call Ryan for help. Oh, no, she called Esposito for help <sighs> and got and got them out in time. And then we find out that it's not just one person. It's all three of them. Um, the one thing I did find very interesting, that mm-hmm. is Commander Kim and Angela had a uh, <gasps> relationship, even though she was with somebody. Oh, uh, she was with George. George Reyes, and we thought that he was a suspect because he found out that Angela um, decided to to cancel, not cancel, um, uh, get a divorce and become, obviously, be with the person that she was in love with. But she didn't specify,
2: but he thought it was Tom. Now, did she just say that in the beginning to, to throw them off and it wasn't true, or do you think it was true? She was no, with her.
1: Uh, there who, was
2: a moment.
3: There was a moment No, that they looked at it. each
1: other. They looked there, at each there other.
3: There was a two shot of them.
1: Mm-hmm. Angela they was sitting in the
3: foreground; the other one in the, yeah. in the deeper background. Yeah,
1: Angela was sitting and talking to the screen, and then she looked over, and Kim kind of looked at her and kind of smirked, and I was like, "Oh, yep, yeah, they're porking." Anyway,
2: so <laughs> Is so that what you men.
1: call it. Uh, <laughs> no, I liked what um what Mama Mama is that what shades, the girls are calling it now. No, I loved what she <laughs> said, um, which we'll get into in a little bit. Right, is that apparently she uh, Castle calls it late night medleys with. Um, Miss uh, Mama Castle and uh the new, her new beau.
3: Ben
2: Ben or Benjamin Ben, ben coming down Suddenly the stairs. Suddenly Ben was
3: coming down the stairs in Castle's pajamas,
2: which I was like, mm. rude, much? rude can't much. Can't be
1: wearing my pajamas. I don't know you like that. I
3: think it's better if he was wearing pajamas than the alternative.
1: Yeah, I don't really need to see Benjamin <laughs> in his birthday suit. I don't appreciate that. <laughs> mm. But maybe, maybe the
3: season finale. Nor did you miss it. Oh see- no, maybe
1: no. I refuse. I'm not getting
3: <laughs> anything, anything away.
1: I was gonna. Yeah, I was gonna say. I'm like. Did you put him in his birthday suit for the finale?
3: You know, you don't actually have to put someone in their birthday <laughs> oh, suit. Oh,
1: that's right. Well
3: They come that way. Well You just I mean, have to cover all the bits for A B C so that it's I was gonna all say I'm like a for standards and practices. So
2: and that's what you do for a living, Luke. I do, I cover all the bits. <laughs> you got <laughs>
3: I have. You on heard my it here costume. first, ladies and gentlemen. It's going be on my head.
2: Covers so, the bits.
3: Covered the bits so well.
2: Covering <laughs> the bits <laughs> for the
3: Castle bits. since
1: 2010. It, yeah. Guys, right there. Put it on the job apps. Right. Covers the bits.
2: Right. Okay. <laughs> hey, speaking of uh, the terminology of what you do, so mm-hmm. you clarified with me before the show. Please make sure you refer to me as the costume designer because I introduced you at first as the wardrobe. Designer or in charge of wardrobe. So you you actually you said
3: wardrobe stylist. Ooh, I was gonna say I feel like those
2: are now completely different things in my brain. But I'm not trying to. To me, I thought the terms honestly I thought they were interchangeable in Mm. this in this industry. But please tell us. No, I mean the
3: costume costume designer is very different from costumer, Mm -hmm. and they are two separate unions, two separate guilds. So Mm -hmm. the Costume Designers Guild, which is 829, handles the design of the clothing and. Uh, the Costumers Guild handles the organization and maintenance. Uh, They're the people who are the wardrobe supervisors uh, who keep everything going, who are sort of my brain. Because Um,
2: They're dealing more with the clothing as opposed to the the design of the clothing. Right, so
3: once we we design and put the outfits together, whether we're making it or shopping it Mm -hmm. or or shopping it and embellishing it, Mm -hmm. you know, kind of semi-homemade, then they take over. And they make sure that it looks the way I want it to look. Of course. And their biggest responsibility is is to maintain continuity Ah, because we shoot out of Mm. order.
1: That's right. We shoot out of order, so everything
3: has to look as you go as as you view it as you view the episode Mm -hmm. and go through it. It has to look right, so Mm. it has to look the same way in this take and the next take, or or if it progresses into some kind of condition, Mm -hmm. and that's major because you can you, you miss you mess that up and it can cost a lot of money.
1: Yeah, but you guys do a fantastic
2: job of Well, we have continuity. really good
3: people. I've, my people have worked with me for a long time.
2: Which is amazing. How many people are on the,
3: uh, I'm afraid I'm going to say it wrong. Costume design. Costume, costume design uh, team. Crew. The costume costume crew. crew. Costume crew. You would costume say the costume crew. Costume crew on Castle. Right. Thank you. So um, there's about nine. Wow. Base crew of nine.
1: Yeah, I think we yeah. we we touched on that. I think at one point, didn't we?
2: I think we were saying there was there were we were talking about the lead actors. There oh, okay. oh there were also yes. no, yeah, also oh, –
3: Okay, nine. I was like, mm-hmm. that, I feel that like this number came up totally <laughs> anecdotally. N- number, okay. nine. number nine, number nine, um, it's like number forty-seven.
2: We were talking about <laughs> Martha at the end, which was a moment we all. Yeah, loved. I
1: wanted to, I wanted to touch on this before we get into predictions. Is that um, we're going to go back to the castles? Uh, we all. I wanted to talk about Alexis and and. Mama Castle, or as we, we like to call her Mama Shades, here on After Buzz because she's a shady character. I,
3: Susan is going to die when I tell her that. She's,
1: yes, please. She has
3: no idea, but that's hysterical.
1: Yeah, no. it's just It was mostly just because her character seemed shady the first episode of this season, and so it just kind of
3: stuck. Well, I think she's going to be really happy that she has a rapper name.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's a hashtag. She can look it up. There <laughs> are people using Mama it. Yeah, everybody, awesome. everybody it. Yeah, everybody, everybody knows. Yeah, hashtag Mama Shana. I'll tweet it out Thank right you. after Please the show. Share. Yeah, I'll do it. But I love that that she, both um, Alexis and um, Mama Castle, are both kind of doing their own thing and they're taking up the apartment, and I love that. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely thought in the beginning that it was Kate and Castle playing laser tag together. I was not expecting it to yeah. be Alexis and her new beau.
3: That's good, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very.
1: That's why I love the editing of the show. You can never tell what's going on until like the last second. And, and well, especially not in the apartment. No. I
2: didn't, I, and what? also, that apartment
1: yeah. is huge. So the fact yeah. that I'm running
2: around playing laser tag is beyond well, me. Well, I heard that all apartments in New York are huge.
1: I've so. never been, so I wouldn't know. What? Yeah. Another yeah. place
3: we yeah, need to no, take you, Alexis. Sure. Yeah. Oh, that's not true. <laughs> in Hollywood, all the in New York are huge. Okay. Like that way.
1: All right. I won't know until I finally see one, but um, the big news of this episode was that she's moving out. <gasps> she's finally doing it. She's getting out of the apartment, getting her own place, because I think she just needs some privacy. I don't think it was for... It's not for Castle and Cage. She just wants her own privacy. She has her own things. That's why she's called Mama Shades. That's all I'm saying. But that was a pretty awesome episode. I really loved everything about it. The costumes, the the writing, the editing, and just all the little tiny twists and turns. I always love that about Castle. It's fantastic, and I want to know what you guys think. So don't forget to tweet at me, Heather, even though she's not here, she's still not feeling well, so please tweet and say get well because we love Feel her. Feel better,
2: Heather. Yes,
1: we love you. And obviously tweet uh, JJ and Luke, what you guys thought of this episode, what do you think of his costumes and things like that, but before we go, and I want to ask more questions for Luke, we have to get into predictions for next week. So
2: please. Excellent. Please, please, please. And now you're after Buzz TV.
3: Flashes of Love.
1: It's our bumper prediction we're talking about music. prediction music. So we saw a quick, <laughs> we saw a quick <laughs> clip of next week, which apparently Kate has met her match with another I don't know if she's a detective <gasps> Ooh, or yeah. she's part of the FBI. I don't really know what her story is, which we'll find out. But apparently she is also a kick butt awesome lady with a movie star husband, and that she's just amazing. And apparently Castle thinks she's hot and made a mistake there, which is what he usually does. Yeah, oops. Yeah. He's, there's always an oops moment with Castle. <laughs> I don't think there is ever an episode that he doesn't have an oops moment. But
3: Yeah, he is the stand-in for all oops moment for all men. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah, period. Like, that's exactly what Richard Castle stands for. And Nathan <laughs> Fillion does a really good job at it. But We love it.
2: And then we get to watch him make an oops face. So, and he makes the greatest like, oops faces. I know, he does.
1: <laughs> All of everything that he's done, it's just, oh, I love it. Hilarious. What do you think is going to happen next week?
2: Well, I think that Stana's going to be um, a little bit, uh, her feathers are going to get a little ruffled by this new woman. You know, mm-hmm. she's usually so flawless in her confidence, but I think this woman's being being brought on to kind of challenge her confidence. But I would like to predict that um Richard Castle and Stana will get close to having some intimate time together. But that it still won't happen.
1: That's I mean I mean this prediction. one I thought definitely they were gonna have their usual intimate moment where they sneak off and do, you know, their usual little thing and then they were like, Let's go outside, let's go to a you know, an Indian restaurant and I was like, What? why? But it's fine, because usually when they have these moments, I'm just like, okay, fast forward. <laughs> but I love the cheese. It's fine. Um, my prediction is I'm going to jump on the same bandwagon as you. I think that this is going to kind of be a very typical estrogen-filled like competition type of moment for her. It's just the claws are going to come out. That's what I'm expecting. Mm. I'm expecting claws, but I think that Kate's going to come through and this new girl, which I can't remember her name off the top of my head, uh, it's just going to be like, well done, Kate, and then just like, you know, oh, I'm amazing, and she's going to be on this high for the next until the next episode. There's a mm-hmm. lot
3: more to it than that.
1: Really? <gasps> yeah. Can you tell
2: anything? If only you no. could tell us. No. Something. Dang it. Could you so tell
3: she us? Ch- I can tell you. She, the character is challenged, and she goes through a lot of changes, <gasps> and um, but excited. there's it's a lot more than just surface elements. Okay. You know, and a lot. You know, you have to get. I have to give Stana uh, kudos for just an amazing performance in the next episode. Well, she's mm. always an amazing actress, but oh, um so solid. I
1: definitely wanted to ask a couple things before we go. Um, I heard that you're you have a book.
3: Yes, I do. I do. Oh wanna talk
1: about that. Please. Thank you. Thank you. It's and up on the screen right now. It up on the screen right yes, now? it is. Excellent. Um, and so I want to hear about.
2: It's not about the clothes, Alexis.
1: Well, no, I know that. That's why I want to know more.
2: (laughs) So what is it about?
3: Well, I'll tell you. You know, I've been a designer for 35 plus years. First in fashion and then in movies and television. Amazing. And so I've dressed tens of thousands of people, spent many hours in a fitting room. And what I've seen is really that as a species, we have an image problem. And that's when we look in the mirror, we don't see what's there. And I spent a lot of my time in fitting rooms navigating around IP, around people's ideas about how they look. And that like coupled that. with my own, you know, journey about what happened to me and how I felt about my looks growing up. The fact that I uh, thought I was fat from the time I was 12 and I stopped eating for two months when I was 17. Guilty. Yeah. And that, that really informs my ideas. And so even to this day, I'll catch myself looking in the mirror and say, oh, my God, you're so fat. But uh, – Our ideas about how we look really affect about how we feel about what we put on. Oh, yeah. And and what our image is. And so with Secrets of the Red Carpet, it's style from the inside out. So I really work with changing both the inside and the outside at the same time. And what It's Not About the Clothes is is a step-by-step method to change the way you talk to yourself when you look in the mirror. And this is not like woo-woo, you know. (laughs) Out there, it is a step-by-step I love process. <laughs> no, woo oh, guys. No, we're, we're, you do this, then you do this, then you do this, oh, and if you like do that. this in this way, you will get this result.
2: A practical guide, not a, not a new age, um.
3: Yeah, I mean, it's a very new DJ. age feeling no, that yeah, is okay. a self-help. You can't, I mean, it is, but mm-hmm. it's, it's addressing something that we're really not talking about, and, and, and the symptoms are out there. The fact that two million plus women and girls in this country have eating disorders. Yeah. You know oh, the fact yeah. that that the instances of, of young men uh, using steroids has skyrocketed. Mm-hmm. You know this the way we see ourselves. So
2: incredibly interesting as well, because I believe this is National Eating Disorder Awareness Week. Is yeah. it really? That's yeah. why I, yeah. I wanted to talk yeah. about this book for sure. Yeah. So and uh, how amazing that like I was watching the red carpet at the Oscars, which mm-hmm. we're going to talk about in a second last mm-hmm. night, and it's so I interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Oscar! Oh, my word. (laughs) But even the way we talk about people and their clothes, it's it's um, it's so it's so shallow. It's so um, objective, objectifying, isn't it? Um,
3: You know, it is, but it's also entertainment. And mm -hmm. I don't I don't put too harsh a judgment on people when they do that, because Mm -hmm. that is their job. Oh, you yes. No, I'm not for sure. I don't do the negative thing. I don't mm-hmm. tear people down. I'm not about what not to wear or yeah. the fashion police. Mm-hmm. I think there's a way to exalt you know people and mm-hmm. what they wear and the way they look and I love I mean I love clothes and I love
2: celebrate designers. Celebrate
3: designers mm-hmm. and yeah. celebrate these actresses mm-hmm. who are going out in front of the paparazzi every time they step out their door.
2: Yeah,
3: you know and putting an actress together <laughs> for the red carpet, I'm telling you mm-hmm. it takes a village. Oh
2: yeah, the it's teams of hair, people behind more. every it's, person we saw yeah. last night. Yeah, can we amazing. can we talk about a few of your favorites from the red Cross? Sure. Yeah. Because sure. Wow, was it a parade of beautiful? There were some beautiful, amazing looks last night. Do we have photos? Up? Yes.
3: Who do we have? Up? Uh, We've got a red dress. A red see. dress is probably Rosalind Pike. It yeah. is. It's yeah, Rosalind Pike. Pike. I have there to she is. First yeah. of all, Rosalind Pike that embellishment right is quite beautiful to begin with, but. The, what they did with that dress, and I think it's uh, Riccardo tissue for Givenchy mm-hmm. um, Say that twice created... I know, I'm not going to I'm only going <laughs> I'm really to gonna say it once because I can get through but uh, <laughs> he really crea- created what I would call um, the celestial marriage of girl in gown Oh, And
2: I like also that. if you want
3: to know more about this, you can go to my blog at Secret of the Red Carpet, we just posted my 15 favorite Oscar uh, looks mm.
2: Look we, we have another one. Oh, Scarlett. Oh my God, she looks so good. I now, saw you, you tweeted about her I last night. I have to night. tell yeah. you,
3: my jaw dropped. And I'm jaded when it comes to style. I've seen <laughs> everything. When she stepped out of that limousine, and first you saw the, the hair, then you saw the mm-hmm. necklace, and then you saw this dress. And the I mean, it looked like she had her bottom two ribs removed. Yeah. But that was, she will do anything to look good in a dress. That Our girl, yes, yeah. No, she is one But of- the whole thing, the... You know, Versace was very well represented yesterday on the red carpet.
2: It was, wasn't it?
3: Yeah. And yeah. it's still like a new company. It's not no as <laughs> trashy as it was.
2: No. It, your <laughs> final picture of... Yes. Is that... A Zoe? Yeah. No?
3: Zoe Saldana. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Wearing well, white. Uh, in peach. It's a Is very, very, very peach white sort white of right flesh tone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. And it's very feminine. I just have one thing to say. Okay. I don't think that it's fair for someone who had twins a few months ago, I know, to go into the red right? carpet and look like that. Yeah. I just don't think it's fair to the rest of us.
1: It's not even, <laughs> not even natural.
3: You uh, know, what? I love her work and everything, and I'm sure she's a lovely person, but how are the rest of us supposed to feel when something like that? <laughs> well said. But this dress, i got to tell you, this dress is a feat of engineering. If you look at look at this dress, I want I mm-hmm. the viewers and the my followers to look at this dress and see the way it moves around her body. And what it's doing with her body, it is, first of all, it's just beautiful. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it accentuates all the stuff you want to accentuate. It maybe camouflages a few things, but you know, actresses, I've got to tell you, anyway, actresses snap back into shape because they know they've got to go back to work. But yeah. uh, this dress helped her a lot.
2: And I would imagine, like we talked about before, it takes a team to snap them back into work.
3: Well, yeah, I well, can imagine. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's but, a lot of know, work. These girls have wills of iron. Oh, yes, you know? yes. They can't get to where they are without Mm-mm. an enormous amount of emotional fortitude. You know, I have great respect for actors, and I give them a lot of, of leeway because it is probably the hardest job to do.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: I mean, I, I certainly wouldn't want to... Put myself on the line the way they put themselves on the line every day, because an actor's job is to be emotionally appropriate in a given moment.
2: And can I ask you something with with the actors that are uh-huh. and actresses who are up on the level of the people we're talking about right now, who you say are so you know have to be so fierce? Um, do you notice that they often have a good relationship with how they talk to themselves in the mirror?
3: You know, everybody has this thing. Everybody has this thing. This thing about looking in the mirror and finding the flaw. hmm And some people are more uh, cavalier about it and don't take it as seriously. It really depends on how early it started and how intense it was when it started. You know? Yeah. That's That seems to be the common thread for me. I'm, I'm not a psychotherapist. I'm not a psychologist. All I have done is observed what I hear said in fitting rooms. Mm-hmm. And I started to talk to people and ask them about, about their ideas about how they look and when it started and how it started. Mine started when I was 12. I saw a picture of myself and I thought, oh, my God, I'm so fat. And I became obsessed with clothes at the age of 12, forced my mother to teach me to sew. And, but nothing worked. Nothing really worked. And mm-hmm. not until I found this way to, to change my ideas and change my attitudes about my image
1: so inspiring like i'm literally moved because that's how that's how i was growing up that i felt like even to this day like i always have a hard time like finding clothes that make me feel good so but please tell us and our viewers where we can find your book
3: you can find my book you can go on amazon Mm -hmm. and uh search either my name or uh, how to change your mind about how you look or it's not about the clothes
1: all right Right. well and
3: it is in ebook form
1: Oh, awesome. That's even better. Even better. So before we go, any other questions or comments about the episode or predictions? Before no, we I go? just want to
2: say thank you to everyone who is listening or watching. And um, I look forward to joining the conversation.
1: Yeah, it's gonna be great for the yes. next few episodes, especially with the, with Castle's story coming up. But there is one more thing that I wanted to shout out to a couple of fans, uh, to Zany B underscore G. She said, having, have fun doing the Afterbus show. I can't watch you live because it'll be 4 a.m. in France <laughs> and I have school tomorrow. So I send my kisses to you and that I hopefully will see, well, hopefully I'll get your tweet after you watch it and have fun at school tomorrow. But that's all I have for tonight. Um, please tell our follow, our viewers where they can find you on social media. Luke, you can go
3: first. Uh, you can find me <laughs> on Twitter and Instagram, at Red Carpet Luke. Please come, please visit, please engage.
1: Oh, dear. And our <laughs> commander. And follow
2: me on Twitter or Instagram, at <laughs> J2 Snyder yeah I'm gonna she's gonna be perfect uh, and you can
1: find me on Twitter and Instagram at atorus uh, 890 and you can also follow Heather Joy Smith at Heather Joy Smith bye guys and I will see you guys next week
3: bye guys
0: from executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro Phil Svitek and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network